Welcome back to EduChat, a show all about getting the most out of technology in education. I'm your host, Martin Coots, and it's my extreme pleasure to introduce Mr. Owen Hughes. Hello, Owen. Hi, Martin. How are you doing? Thanks very um, much for having me on. No, thanks very much for taking the time out of your, your busy creativity schedule to, to <laughs> come and chat with us. Um, for people who don't know you, um, you are, well, I, I, there's no point in me doing an introduction. Why don't you, you let everybody know a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, uh, I'm Owen and I'm a music, geography and ICT teacher and I lead a one-to-one programme in a secondary school, an all-girls secondary school in South Dublin in Ireland. We've had our one-to-one programme for the last five years and I'm an Apple Distinguished Educator last uh, two years, the class of 2017. Best class ever. Wrong answer. 20. <laughs> <laughs> for, yeah, uh, running joke. Every, every year is the best class ever. Um, except, except my year, it was actually true. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think for people who follow you on Twitter, you're probably mm-hmm. best known for kind of taking a, a creative spin on things. Um, you kind of look at different ways that you can share things creatively. The most recent one mm-hmm. has been the um, the sort of, the, I take it was one of your, your twins, little uh, sort of soft balls that yes, that's were exactly reflective. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah, it looked familiar from one of our ball pits that we had when <laughs> my two were growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the update to iMovie. Now, the question I want to ask you is mm-hmm. green screen is not a new concept. Green screen no. and green screen in, in, in iMovie has not uh, been a new concept. Green mm-hmm. screen in iMovie, that's a tongue twister of a, a phrase sure to is. say. Green screen <laughs> in iMovie has been there on the Mac version since about 2006, 2007. So what do you think the... Why do you think it's getting such a buzz? Um, because it's obviously, it's not the only app that can use green screen on the iPad. There's a number of them, green screen by Doink. Um, there's TouchCast Studio. Mm-hmm. Why do you think um, the feature coming to an app like iMovie is, such a, is, is having such a lot of buzz and a lot of people uh, sort of taking, taking notice of that? Well, I suppose, first of all, um, people were delighted to see an update to iMovie. It hasn't received much love in the last few years, and it was great to see that pop up anyway and the new soundtracks. But particularly with green screen, it's the familiarity of iMovie. Mm-hmm. It's also, it's, it's a little bit hidden, but once you, you see that it's there with the overlays and the picture-in-picture kind of um, stuff, and it's very smart how it works. I even noticed that making that video that the reflection in the, in the window yeah. The reflection of the blue ball actually is in it's green state. screen as well. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's incre- It's very, very smart, I think, how it does it. Obviously, there are, there are some things. And I suppose you, you could kind of mirror that with other apps that are on iOS, maybe in the, particularly in the past, um, like the likes of Notes or even Reminders, where you can, have a, you can get a third-party app that's a lot more powerful. But the native solution is the most simple and what probably 99% of people will use. So it's that ease of use, I think, that... Uh, with a familiar tool that yeah i would i would totally agree with you i think um matt matt pullen our, our sort of mutual friend mm. matt pullen and i were talking about this and one of the things that um we, we both commented on was this kind of ease of use and this the the post-production work that goes in mm-hmm. you know the um the fact that that you can actually take for me i mean as as a lot of people who follow me and listen to me you know go on about things they know how much i like to throw the phrase around out of the box yes and yeah. I'm, I'm i'm all for functionality that is out of the box you know we've already spent 
in some cases, you know, three, four hundred pounds on the device, mm-hmm. another hundred pounds on an Apple Pencil yeah. if your iPad's got that functionality, maybe another fifty pounds, fifty euros for mm-hmm. a USB keyboard. When the the price of the hardware going up, um, the if if schools need to think about additional costs simply for buying applications, they're going to be put off. And you know, I've been I've been working in and out of schools for 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 quite a while now, you, you, you know, as, as, as you've been sort of sharing and looking at all of this. And one of the conversations is always around, is there a free application for that? So yes. people are always, um, and I think what I like about this is it takes the conver- conversation away from, is there an app from, for that to just, what can we use this for? It's, it's, we have the device. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry so much about the setup. We can just focus on the learning. We don't have to worry about what apps that we need to download. Yeah. The apps that they're they already need to there. Get everything. Yeah. They're already yeah. there. It, it's it's almost like it's it's a system feature. It's it's what the iPad does, and it moves away from that old thing of I know we when we started our, our iPad deployment in 2014. Now you you're a couple mm-hmm. years in, more experienced than me with it, but when we started that, it was very much like okay, I need to look up all the geography apps and all the music apps and, yeah. and things, and even with music, I'm down to just GarageBand and maybe a notation mm-hmm. app, and that's it. Uh, for music, you know, there's it's and, and that's very much a, again an out of the box solution. So and it's the power that that gives you straight out of the box. Absolutely, and I think I think that's the the key thing is for for you know folk like ourselves who've been doing this for you know I, I think I'm coming up for six mm-hmm. years now, seven years now with this, and for you know people who've been doing it a lot longer than that as well. They're you know even going back to iPods and, yeah, and using yeah. the sort of the iPod touches. Mm-hmm. It was all about the apps. Um, and what's quite worrying is some people are still on that that conversation about is there yeah. an app for that? When yeah. really they're they're and certainly for people like us, we're maybe still going to be comfortable using an app like Explain Everything or Book Creator. Yes. Yeah. You know, apps that we have spent a lot of time investing energy and training and skill sets and mm-hmm. developing. Um, but for schools who are just getting started, or even you know members of staff who are looking to maybe re-energize uh, an iPad project or mm-hmm. re-energize some of the use that they've been using with the iPad, the conversation is just all around the learning now. It's not around well, you need to have your you know environment is still very very important, mm-hmm. but the focus is is very much on the learning. So it's 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 interesting to see how how things have been changing. Um, the other, the other thing I was wanting to ask you is, you know, your, your I, that iMovie tweet. I mean, we we've had conversations back and forth mm-hmm. about getting that spinning globe working. And, yes, and, yeah. You know, using the keynote animation, but this is more on a personal. What's your reaction when you see? I mean, I think at last check that that tweet has got around three hundred twenty likes. Yeah, uh, and about two hundred and fifty retweets, something like that. Yeah, it's it's it was one of those big ones, all right. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, What's your reaction when when you see something that you've shared is getting that much attention? Um, it's it's certainly a nice thing. It's it's more so. I'm very aware, and I often talk to my students in school about this, um, and particularly because I teach all girls, and there's kind of pressure, you know, to 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 impress on social media and things like this. And I, I kind of always think that. It's the idea people like and really what, what I, uh, what I or like the likes yourselves or, or any of us try and do is we're trying to put an idea out there into the world. And what people like that, it's that they see the possibilities. And I mean, I think literally my wording in that, uh, in that tweet was um, the wor- a world of possibilities. And I think maybe that's why it's kind of captured maybe a bit of imagination that tweet because it, it, it does, there's so much potential just there in your hand. 
um, with a feature like that and, and with iPad. So it's, it's, it's great to see that, but it's, I kind of see that it's not for me or, or at me, that it's, um, it's about the idea. And it's really just, that's as much as, I suppose one of the, the big things I try to do as an ADE is to just share ideas and share kind of passion for um, integrating this into learning and helping to support students. Absolutely, and I think that that definitely comes across in a lot of the things you share. I mean, there's a lot of the things that that, that are always it's very clever. You know, it's 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 a clever way, and I, I certainly know speaking to a lot of people who have seen the stuff that you've shared. Mm -hmm. One of the one of the um, the comments always comes back is, "I had no idea you could do that. I'm away to give that a go right now." And that's yeah. the that's certainly the kind of reaction that you're hoping people come away with is like. I didn't know we could do that. Let's, you know, it's it's taking stuff away, and it's how yeah. it's how they can then actually do that themselves. Yeah, and I think that's why it's so important that we go, we the likes of ourselves and other people go so deep. It's because you know what you know when someone gets a new car or someone gets a new dog, and then you go out and all you see is that. Yeah. You ever get that feeling? It's kind yeah, of absolutely like yeah. that. Yeah, the more familiar you are with a with a device or with a particular set of apps or a particular tool or a a learning methodology or anything like that, the more potential you see in everything, um, it, whether it be technology or not, you start to see the possibilities um, for, for lessons and for how you can help students and students of different types in your classroom. That's a great, uh, that's, that's, that's a great analogy, actually, because it is, it, it's that kind of way where, you know, um, my children and I were away and seeing uh, a movie and, my son had been playing a, a game on his iPad and it was one of these kind of racing games. Mm -hmm. um, and he said, and he, the car that he, he took purchase of was a mini in the game. Yeah. This is a very long-winded story for a very short purpose. But <laughs> um, as we were driving into as we were driving into town, we decided to to see how many minis we could we could count between yeah. you know our hometown and, and the nearest uh, city, which is Aberdeen, which is only about a, a fourteen mile a fourteen mile journey. Mm -hmm. And between Inverurie to Aberdeen, Aberdeen to Inverurie, we saw a hundred minis. Oh and my goodness! I think it was just because we were on the lookout for them. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's as you say once once you see that and once you get that familiarity with something mm -hmm. and once you're almost looking for it you can yeah. you can see, see it that, everywhere you see it everywhere mm -hmm. so that kind of takes us on to to this topic is <laughs> you know we're talking about how we we spend time with things and we we look at things and one of the big things that we obviously all look at is uh, latest product announcements or latest announcements that might affect what we do on a day to day basis. Mm -hmm. And just over a week ago, we had, or just over two weeks ago now, um, we had uh, the big announcement for 2000 and Network, the first big announcement for 2019. The, the, the other ones come later on. Mm -hmm. And that's, of course, um, iOS, a new one, iPadOS and yeah. macOS. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's something that we all watch quite closely because that actually affects what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. Oh, I know yeah. you watched it, um, mm -hmm. and just before we go into details about it, what did you, what did you think about it this year's dub, dub, dub? Uh, it was fantastic. It was, it was, it's delivered on a lot of wish list things, I think, for, for power users uh, mm -hmm. for a long time. Um, the, there are some new features, I think, that I think I saw Miriam Walsh uh, say something online actually about this was, I probably won't use this, but it will stop people moaning. So there's, there, there's a few checklist kind of things. It's like, yep, we can do that now. You can't say yep. that, that can't be done. There's things like that for in, in what we do. But it was one of those, like iOS 11, where I, I literally remember cheering like I was watching a football match <laughs> during iOS 11. It, I was a bit of that reaction for this as well. It was fantastic mm -hmm. to see. Fantastic to see, yeah. 
Yeah, we've all, I mean, uh, Miriam and I obviously did our, our WWDC mm. wish list episode. And I think you both would have scored very well. I think so. Yes, I think yeah. uh, I made a bingo card. I don't know if yeah, anyone I'd... actually, <laughs> I don't know if anyone played along, but it was um, it was just a, a little bit of fun. But there was actually, I was actually quite pleased with myself because there was quite a lot that came away from it. I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the one that kind of got me, um, that, that actually took me by surprise, even though it leaked, and I wasn't actually watching this on mm-hmm. Twitter. I was watching on the WWDC app, but um, iPadOS was actually leaked about 30 minutes before um, yes, WWDC. Yes, legal did. documents. Or yeah, it was, yeah. In, it was in the terms and conditions mm-hmm. on one of the one of the ways. So iPadOS leaked, but mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, I think, I you know, like iOS 11, iOS 11 was a big one for me yeah. um, in terms of, in terms of uh, how I use the device on a day-to-day basis. Oh, and, same, yeah, absolutely. And this is, I mean, iPad OS. Um, this, yeah, I, I did actually have a, a few, a few cheers and and um, <laughs> at this one. And I, yeah. I, I have to say, you know, it's I kind of held off putting the betas on. I wasn't going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I lasted three days. Um, <laughs> and good, good and that, there. <laughs> well, that was only because I was waiting for a Mac Mini to arrive. Yes. Um, I ordered a, I ordered a, a, a Mac Mini. Mm-hmm. Um, simply so I could install the beta. I, that <laughs> might sound a bit excessive, but um, the Mac Mini is actually going to double as a caching server. Yeah, it's, uses, yeah. Yeah, it's got its uses. Yeah, yeah. So um, what we'll do is we'll just kind of we'll just kind of go through um, and we'll have a, a little chat about some of the, the things that are coming up, mm-hmm. um, and we'll do that just after this. Okay, welcome back. I'm here with Owen Hughes, and we're just about to take a. Owen, I hate to use this phrase because Apple love it, but we're about to take a deep dive into yes. some of the iPadOS and iPad Power user features um, mm-hmm. that are going to come out. So if I had to put you, let's let's sort of take a step back to your mm-hmm. 2017 um, your 2017 class enrollment. And one of yes. the things that came out of that was Gimme 5. So um, the, the Gimme 5 clips. <laughs> Gimme 5 features of iPadOS that you're looking forward to. Um, so the new Safari with the um, desktop uh, class browsing is probably the biggest thing. I, I don't nope. think that can be understated. Um, oh, no. um, it really solves a lot of issues and gripes for um, uh, for power users like ourselves and mm-hmm. for maybe people who weren't maybe so on board. It's like it, it, it's something to point to with this as well. Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely. Uh, the iPad has got so powerful uh, over the last years, and it was uh, Safari has come bang up to date uh, with that. So I think probably that's the biggest one. Um, I, uh, files is huge, mm-hmm. uh, I think, and then kind of uh, within that, the shared iCloud Drive folders. There's so much potential yep. uh, there uh, with that. Um, I think they'd be the the big ones. Uh, dark mode, everyone will put on instantly. And I know the girls yeah. in our school, they're so keen for customization. Like they always set all of the different kind of display settings and the blue hints and hues. Oh, and yeah, yeah. So it'll be instantly uh, dark mode. But uh, I mean, I, I set dark mode on as much as I can anyway. I think it'll be... It's actually, it's pretty nice. I've got it sitting here on my, on my iPad Pro just now. Um, and it is... It's nice. It can be set um, to either run at sunset or sunrise. It can do it automatically based on whether the lights in the room dim. Mm, wow. It's and and it's actually. I mean, for for it being a beta, it's 
very much system wide just now. Seeing those, yeah. seeing your notifications coming down in dark mode is actually really really nice. And even the the little little features like the dock and folders, mm-hmm. they no longer have that that kind of light grey tint to them. Mm-hmm. They are they are dark. Yes. Uh, yeah. So the the system wide look is is very very nice. It's very nice, and it's just that a little bit easier. Anyone doing like um do work in the evening or anything like that, it's just going to mm-hmm. be that little bit lighter. Um, and again, it's going to. I mean, they made a big deal of it last year with macOS when they brought dark mm-hmm. mode about allowing just the content on the screen to be yeah. the focus when it's doing that. So um, yeah, I love that. Like, I, I always have a dark wallpaper anyway, and try and let the app icons or whatever I'm doing in uh, in a in content creation to kind of really come out and pop out anyway. So it's great. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to hit five now. Um, That's okay. So I, I, you so know I what suppose... I like? I like to put people on the spot. Um, the reminders could be absolutely huge. I think mm-hmm. the new reminders after there's a, there's a lot of potential there. Um, the pointer device support or mouse support, if we want to kind of call it for want yeah. uh, of a better term, I think in time uh, could be very big, uh, particularly for staff. Probably not so much for students in school. They're so they're born on touch. Um, so it probably won't be as big a deal for them. Although there are there, there may be are, is potential there to give them access and use of a mouse or a trackpad that that maybe they wouldn't have as much use with their if they're in a one-to-one ipad school or uh if when they have a smartphone so it actually there's potential there as well yeah. um and the download manager in safari i suppose that's kind of really doubling up thing but the download manager is a really big deal cool let's start with safari let's have mm-hmm. a let's have a conversation about about mm-hmm. safari just now because I, I can see that having you know, been running the beta for, mm-hmm. we're now on to beta two and haven't been running the beta for about a week now. I can say that I've been really, really impressed with um, Safari. So mm-hmm. the the changes to it for people that don't know is, as you say, going behind the scenes, the iPad now, identif- to websites, the iPad now identifies as a Mac when, um, the, when it accesses websites. So that mm-hmm. means when, when the iPad pings a site and the site is is telling it what layout it's going to it's going to load as it sends it back. The the layout it's going to send back is the full desktop version. Mm-hmm. So this kind of this this makes things a big uh, you know this makes things a lot easier because one of the biggest complaints that a lot of people I know when they've been using the the iPad is that websites don't look right. Um, yes. Have you experienced that? Have you heard a lot of complaints about? <laughs> oh yeah, even our um, um, we're we're from a um, our school is a um, a very academic school, mm-hmm. so our our state exams uh, commission website where we get past papers and things like that and look them up, it 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 serves that up as if it's on not even one of the larger size smartphones. Um, and like that, uh, there's other ways of getting in, and you can change to the desktop view. But most people don't know how to do that. Let's be honest. No. So this is just going to solve things like that. Um, and I mean, let, let's be honest as well. Like most schools will either have Office 365 or G Suite for education. Or G Suite, yeah. yeah. Like we would do all of our staff planning now in Google Docs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't use them with my students uh, really at all. We use Google Classroom for posting work back and forth and setting assignments. But I, for content creation, I don't use them at all because yeah. the iOS apps from Google are so poor. They're, they really are so, so oh, poor beyond the basics. So to be able to, to get this, um, and I think one of the clever things that they've done is that it's not just serving up the desktop version onto a, 
9.7 inch screen or an 11 inch or or um, iPad, but it's optimized for touch. Yeah. And this. So that that's very exciting. And it also means that from uh, a staff training point of view that like I remember like running some kind of training sessions for staff and saying, okay, you're going to log in on a PC, but you're going to have your, your iPad with you. And we'll go through two layouts of Google drive or two layouts for Google docs that we can actually remove that now. And students can work from that. And I suppose the, uh, the mouse support could play a really big role there as well. If anyone does find that, that, oh, they're quite small, the buttons, but, you know, uh, high hopes for that. I think it looks really good. It does. It mm. does. It works. It works um, quite well. I haven't used. Um, I haven't actually went into Google Docs yet, but I know mm. um, a few people have actually been using Google Docs on uh, and iPadOS, and the rendering mm-hmm. of it has been great. Not just on a not just on a twelve point nine inch screen, as you say, but on a nine point seven. And yeah. I, I haven't. I don't. I've got a friend who's running the beta on a on an iPad Mini, but she she hasn't sort of said what the what the Google mm-hmm. Docs looks like. Mm-hmm. I do like the 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 fact that, you know, like you said, it's not they're not just displaying a shrunken down version. It's actually a dynamic um it's a dynamic version of the website. Yeah. It will yeah. it will dynamically, you know, shift itself to match the screen size, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Um and the, the the pointer, you know, the the, the pointer uh, support the way that the, the mouse support works, and right now um, I've got a magic trackpad sitting here, and the, mm-hmm. the way that I've had it working is only it only works via um, USB just now. So mm-hmm. I've got a I've got a hub that it's plugged into, and it plugs in fine. And the cursor, if I've got one complaint, is that the size of the the size of the pointer that comes up is quite big. Yes. Um, if you've ever, if anyone's ever activated the the touch gestures where you can do four finger swipe using one, and it's these kind of yes. four four circles with the dots inside, it's the it's the exact same as that, except you're just singly controlling it with a pointer. Yeah. That's quite big. I would like. Yeah. You can make it bigger. Yes, I've seen smaller. that, and it is an accessibility feature. But yeah. obviously, if they can make it bigger, it can be made smaller. So it will be very because there's been so much on online about this that it'll be interesting over time to to see does that um uh, does that get smaller and i suppose what what you can do in terms of i've seen people programming up to five different buttons on mouse for different commands and uh, different things so it's that's very interesting there's a few uh, i know there's a lot of the kind of things like that about the the different hubs and different adapters that you need and whether it be USB-C or lightning um quite interesting so it'll be interesting to see because i i just run a standard like a, a 2018 32 gig ipad is my daily driver all the okay. day so um so it'll be we'll come to that in a wee second because we yeah. do actually have a we do actually have a, a listener question this week oh great, um, great. so we'll, we'll we'll discuss your setup and how this is all going to match with it as well mm-hmm. but yes i mean i think i think safari i think that that can't be I think that, I don't think that can be underestimated, as you say, yeah. especially when you include um, you include things like Safari Download Manager. So, if you're downloading on iOS just now, what do you use? If you're if you're wanting to do a download of a compressed file and then deal with it, what's your current workflow? I suppose it depends on the file. Um, as well, mm-hmm. you're going to hit share and you're going to use the share sheet, and it may go into a specific app or or mm-hmm. not. Um, we'd obviously have we've G Suite in school, so I might save to there, or I might save it into files into into Google Drive. But it kind of depends if it's a zipped archive, and not that I'd need that many zip archives. It would be into something like documents, or actually I think mm-hmm. PDF Expert also handles them. 
yeah. as well. But um, it would kind of depend on the kind of the the app by app basis. But I think with the with the download manager, what is amazing is that you can set the downloads folder to be iCloud Drive, to be locally on the iPad, or any cloud storage that's supported mm -hmm. in in files. It is that's going to be a really big sell, I think, for the the likes of ourselves when we talk to staff to say whatever your point of of uh, saving that you wanted to be, you can hit, you find something online, you can create a PDF out of it, you can save it like that, you can download that audio file. Uh, I know I'm going to use things like that a lot for downloading um, audio of big, long music files for, mm -hmm. for music exams. That's been a bit of a sticking point the last couple of years where I'd have to maybe download a pass and a music exam might be an hour long. Mm -hmm. uh, and trying to do that on iOS is, uh, was always a little bit tricky. I could transfer it once I downloaded it on a Mac and then do editing and, and that around it, but I'll be able to do it all on iPad now. It's fantastic to have that. Yeah, again, it's this... Um... It's this one-stop shop, isn't it? It's yeah. this, you know, the even the, the I, I'm a big documents fan, um, and I'm kind of I'm kind of reluctant to to pull away from it because documents has actually been a, a big part of my of my getting things done, um, getting things done on on iPads, um, and the fact that it's now going to be in in files just means that, in fact, when I I, I set this uh, iPads Pro. Um, mm -hmm. With uh, I set it up a scr uh, from scratch, running the beta, mm -hmm. and I actually went through and downloaded the apps. There are very, very few third-party apps that I've actually had to download this thing, mm -hmm. um, just because it's it's made it a lot easier. But Documents was always one of these, you know, first or second additional apps that I would download simply because of the ability to. It had files integration. It was able to compress and uncompress zip files. It was mm. able to bulk. Um, they had this. Uh, they, they, well, they still do. They've got this drag and drop support. There's still, you know, there's a lot of different. There's a lot of different options that are available. That files, you know, and when you ship it to the column view, it means if there's anyone that's been, you know, familiar using yes. Finder on a on a yeah. Mac, um, they're now going to be able to. Files is now going to be. Um, a lot easier to use, especially again now that files can also cope with uh, importing from um, external drive support. Yeah, this is. I think this is bigger than. Uh, and I loved all. Like I'm sure you spotted them as well. A lot of Easter eggs in the the WWDC keynote mm -hmm. around things like this, and I've um, uh, just some really funny things to do with um, placebo effects for Windows uh, yeah. users when they switch over about defragmentation tools and things like this. And, um, but I, I, I think it is bigger than it's seen. Like, I'm only thinking in my own context in school. Like, I have gigabytes of, of material. Now, all they're all online now. They're all in like yeah. Drive and Google Drive. But I know there's a lot of others that would still work from a USB key or from a hard drive mm -hmm. that they're going to be able to potentially move that over, depending on the type of hard drive. I think it must be an SSD, actually. But, yeah. Um, but um, be able to move that over. Or, you know, if someone is moving on and, they, you know, a hard copy of something. And maybe Absolutely. they... Maybe they depending on the email that they have maybe they don't have this uh, they don't have their own personal cloud storage or enough storage space so just to be able to do that and drag it over and you know that everything is there whether it be in, in whatever format it's there so and i think also like like i mean most schools um certainly in ireland would deploy 32 gigabyte um ipads for students yeah. and obviously if they're managed ids they get their 200 gigabytes but for students potentially to be able to back up material at the end of a, a cycle, like our school cycles kind of run in 
three years, we have what's called transition year and then a two year of leaving cert, our most senior students. But even at the end of a three year to be able to back up photos and videos physically as well as having them or at the end or when they finish school because what will happen to their managed ID. So this is the same with us. Yeah. 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 So there's, 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 a, there's yeah. huge potential there, I think. And obviously for larger file types and things like this as well, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be great, I think. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think one of the things that's got me quite excited is the fact that there's SMB, SND support, sorry, and mm -hmm. files. So um, you can have sort of, you know, secure file access and, yeah. you know, transfer. You can you can set up a server as a location. You know, you, you've been able to do that with WebDAV, but mm -hmm. um, it's it's always it's it's always been quite quite difficult. But it's certainly going to be a lot easier within files now. Um, to get a lot more done. One of the, the things that we that a lot of people who use OneDrive or they use Google Drive, one of the, the, the things that they like is the fact that there's folder sharing oh, within yeah. those, yeah. Um, certainly within within schools that are using Office 365 or G Suite. It's mm -hmm. very, very easy to share a, an entire folder with someone. Yeah. And that mm -hmm. takes me on to one of the next features that I know you and I are both, and Miriam was also quite excited about, would be iCloud folder sharing. And that's something that we've got in iPad OS. Do you see you guys using that? Is that something that you would see a shift over or do you think? Yeah, in, absolutely. In sort of early days. It's early, it's early days, and because I suppose there's so much in, in terms of cloud storage for schools that would be Office 365, OneDrive, or mm -hmm. um, Google Drive. But I, I'm just even thinking student kind of portfolio work, uh, things like this, and with their mm -hmm. because if you're going to take an iWork document and put it into any of those cloud storage providers, it's not going to work as seamlessly. So I suppose having that shared iCloud Drive and um, it's, go it's just going to be brilliant for that. I suppose it doesn't mean straight away that every school is going to move over to doing all of their planning or things like this, but it is, I think it's a lot bigger. Like I'm, I'm thinking no, no more than yourself. You probably have more than me, but all of those keynote um, files that I have, all of my garage band projects, I got, I, I just hopefully, and we'll see how it irons out, but like I was trying to look at a way of doing this and just putting them, but wouldn't it be so great to just get a, um, kind of a, a shareable, publicly shareable folder, put it, be able to put it online and say, there's a hundred garage band projects <laughs> that you want to, if anyone wants to use them with their students or look at what we're doing or kind mm -hmm. of, um, um, sort of work back through and deconstruct any keynote animations that I've done or anything like that. There's there's great things, but being able to share um, things like that. Also, that that kind of workflow of um, if your work students are working on projects together and there's multiple file uh -huh. types, so it's not just the collaboration within a keynote document or something like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, or they're working on a video project. And the one that always comes up is, when is iMovie going to have collaborative? And I mean, wow, I, 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 that, that must be so difficult to, to do collaborative video work. I don't see that yeah. happening. But the ability to have a workflow now where you could have your iMovie project in that shared folder doesn't mean it's, it's mm -hmm. live collaboration. And then all of the folders and subfolders within that containing any of the media uh, any text documents, anything like that, the students can work on. It's um, it's going to be very, very powerful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the way the the way that, that I think it's going to work, and the way it, it seems to work just now is, whenever we've shared keynote files on Twitter, 
Mm-hmm. We've always just um, tapped the, the add people button and then mm-hmm. copied the link and just posted that out. It's going to be the exact same within files. Um, yes. So when you're sitting at a folder, you, you're just long pressing on the folder. And this is where you get the options to compress it or uncompress it. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the options is to share and find share sheet that is there in iOS 13 and iPadOS. There is an option to add people. Mm-hmm. And when you tap add people, it comes up and I'll, I'll take a screenshot of this and I'll put it in the, I'll put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it has the exact same sharing options as it would as if you were sharing, um, as if you were sharing a keynote, a pages or a mm-hmm. numbers file. There's that option to send it directly, the invitation, you can send it directly using messages or mail, or you can copy the link. Mm-hmm. And you've got the, the share option, people you invite, it's anyone with the link can make changes, view only, all of these types yeah. of things. Um, so obviously one of the big caveats there is going to be the managed Apple IDs and the commercial Apple IDs. Mm. Um, they'll, I, I don't see them having the option to share. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine that it'll yeah. be the same as the iWork kind of thing. That, that'll be the, the yeah. same thing, which is, uh, um, uh, you know, I can see why. I can see why from a, a privacy point of view and, and things like that. But it, it, would be, it would be nice that if it was a... Let's say myself with my commercial ID, even if a managed ID could mm-hmm. access that, because if it was put there as a publicly shareable item, that that they could maybe access that. But I can t- certainly understand from the other way around, where like a student couldn't, for example, from a, a managed ID or a staff member, and um, but be able to put that publicly. Yeah. Does you know? I think we, we we'd all be kind of behind that about kind of um, privacy. With oh, I think so. I think. I think so. And we did get, I mean, this is obviously, we did get a lot this year, um, even behind the scenes with, with managed Apple IDs and, and things of this nature. There's a lot of mm. lot of changes sort of taking place uh, there. Um, you'd mentioned reminders. Um, are you a big reminder? On user? my phone, not on my iPad, actually. So I, okay. I, would, I would use it on my, on my phone a lot. Um, very, very interesting. I was only kind of thinking about it uh, a little bit earlier because of the way it can be structured now and the extra things and even when you're you're adding a note and it can create a reminder based on your note but mm-hmm. i mean just for project planning for students if you're doing any project-based learning or challenge-based learning or any kind of yeah. portfolio work or um kind of collaborating together on things and remind when you get to a certain location so a student could set for when they get home to remind them, oh, I must do that as part of my homework or when I come in, I must speak to this person on in my group I'm working with and, uh, and we must share this document or do things like this. It also, it, it struck me that there's maybe, obviously with a lot of um, cognitive psychology stuff at the moment, with like dual coding and things like this, but um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I kind of just thinking about it earlier, I wonder could a, a very savvy student or um, someone good at automation or something like that, Martin, maybe be able to put together kind of <laughs> ideas for retrieval practice where there could be mm-hmm. a student could create maybe um, some kind of structures within reminders to revise certain topics. And that whole kind of thing with retrieval practice where you come back to us, you know, a few months, um, a week later, and then you, you spread that out and you spread that out. And could they actually create a reminder system and then they can check off that yes i've done that or um there's certainly there's certainly a way that you can do that shortcuts you know i, I always feel like i should ring a bell when when i mention the word <laughs> shortcuts but it's um, or people it's should take a things, shot or something yeah yeah something like that i think <laughs> it made people drunk if that was the case um but yeah shortcuts have certainly got certain shortcuts have certainly got um integrated more so 
um, iOS 13 and iPadOS. And I, mm -hmm. I'm a big, I'm a big Reminders user anyway. I use, I use Reminders, um, I use Reminder, Reminders on a daily basis for, mm -hmm. um, I've actually shifted to using Reminders as a getting things done. Mm -hmm. um, so I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have, but things I've used, used, uh, drafts I've used due you know mm -hmm. I think I've went through the the list of task managers yeah. and I always actually come back to reminders simply because it's it's the most straightforward for me for getting for actually getting things done um what I it, it's really bad but one of the things I like about reminders is mm -hmm. I can copy and paste a checklist from notes into reminders and it creates it as action items yeah um so if i'm if i'm working in notes and i've made a, a list of a list of a, a checklist mm -hmm. i can just highlight them drag and drop it across into a reminders list and suddenly i've got uh, an actionable list yeah. i can then get mm -hmm. reminders and get a notification on and you know the, the location-based alert thing is is quite good i think the the new automation and the geo and the geolocation Tagging stuff, working within shortcuts, and now uh, as a result, any app that can um, that can tap into that. Yeah. So you could have a, a reminder that says, "When I get home, you know, remind me to you know remind me to send the podcasting notes to Owen. You know, mm -hmm. the, you know something like that. Or yeah. Remind me when I get home to open even open into an app. You can even have it say, "Right, when I get home at this time." I know I've got an assignment due. I'm doing the work in Keynote. Mm -hmm. So when that reminder kicks off, open me into the Keynote app so that I'm ready to work. Yeah. You know, pupils yeah. can yeah. make their, their workflow. And you can, you can, you know, they can even say, oh, I forgot to check my classroom or I forgot to check schoolwork. And it's simply mm -hmm. because, you know, they've, they've had the reminder come up and we're all guilty of this. I mean, I ignore reminders all the time and then suddenly i notice i've got a little one sitting on my reminders app and it's like yeah. oh yeah i meant mm -hmm. to i meant to go back and check that mm -hmm. and it's simply because it, it is simply because i've ignored the reminder but if it if it actually gave me something that was actionable um if it gave me a prompt and it gave me something that wouldn't uh, go away until i dismissed it or um, until i did something with it then that's where that's that's where that value really mm -hmm. comes in Mm -hmm. um, Owen, I'm just getting conscious of how long we've been. I, I, I'm actually, I'm loving talking to you here. I think <laughs> we're, we're going to have to do another episode on this. Oh, great! Um, as as the betas come out and we get a, and we get, you know, once you get on the beta, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I trust me, you'll love it. I mean, it's it's the developer beta is great, but you know, it's a hundred pound a year, and it's yeah, you know, it's, it's it's mental when you're not actually sitting writing code. It's just because I I'm wanting to get as as much of a I'm wanting to get as much of a, a hands-on time with this because um, I really like to be able to answer people's questions. We haven't even dived into anything about the new markup tools, the accessibility features, sidecar, the new copy and paste mm. gestures. Are you willing to come back on and have another? Oh, absolutely! Be delighted to. Yeah, be great. Excellent. What I'm wanting to do just now is we've actually got a listener question to mm -hmm. answer and it comes from a mutual ADE buddy of ours Mr. Paul mm -hmm. Tulloch um, and I have to apologise to Paul because this has been sitting here since April let's have a listen to Paul's question Great. Hi Martin it's Paul Tulloch here um, I love the new format with the co-host it was great listening to Chris and Kurt uh, my question for you is what is your setup like for your iOS only lifestyle about May last year, I went iOS only after my MacBook screen broke and I absolutely loved it. 
but my smart keyboard on my 12.9 inch iPad Pro first generation, um, it's a bit hit and miss. So I just wondered what your setup was like, what kind of keyboard you used, if you used the stand, anything like that. I'd be really interested to know. Thanks. Okay, so Paul was asking us there what our setup is. He's got a 12.9 inch Pro. He hasn't liked his smart keyboard. He hasn't liked some of the things that's been happening with it and he's looking to change it up a little. So Owen, you um, hinted that your daily driver is a 2018 um, iPad and 9.7 inch. What else do you use with that? Um, I have uh, Apple Pencil and a Logitech uh, Slim Folio keyboard, which I have to say is just great. I've had um, like so many of us, I've gone through so many uh, keyboard cases over the years, but I have to say this is my favorite, uh, favorite, ki favorite keyboard to type on. Uh, I wish the outer was a little bit more durable. Uh, I have it a, a year now, and it's a little bit more scuffed on the outside uh, than I'd like, but it is just uh, a joy to use. Like, um, uh, the Logitech ones are, are really good. But yeah, just that's 32 gigabytes. I'd always be kind of, particularly with big garage band files and, and big movie files and things like this, uh, I'd always be kind of in the, the upper regions of around the, the mm -hmm. 30 gigs or so. And every now and again, I'll be, I'll be trying to use Swift Playgrounds and it's pushed learn to code one up to iCloud and I've got to download it again, which can be frustrating in school. But, um, you know, like anyone, you know, so much of it, I'll, I'll lean on the cloud as much as possible for things like that. But there's a lot of me with that. I mean, I mm -hmm. would love to be uh, running a 12.9 inch uh, iPad Pro. Uh, absolutely love to be. But there is a bit of me that's kind of, well, this is what my students have. And I'm kind of saying to my to our teachers in school, yeah. saying, you can do everything you need to be able to do uh, for your schoolwork on an iPad. And I really do try and practice what I preach in that regard. And that's not the, if someone handed me an iPad Pro, I would grab it and run, uh, snap it in their hands. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. that disclaimer that but, you're putting um, on there. Yeah. yeah, that's a, you know, if anyone's got a free iPad yeah, Pro, yes, exactly, exactly. No, but um, it's... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, there's a bit of that. I've kind of leaned into that a little bit and said, well, I, I'm going to prove this can be done. And it absolutely can be. I certainly, apart from the odd time, I have to keep an eye on storage yeah. levels. That, that would be it. But that's it. I mean, I, I have a MacBook Pro. Um, it's used very little these days. Um, and certainly for work. Mm -hmm. It's funny because my... The, the MacBook, I'll tend to, when I'm all work, I don't really do any kind of personal things. And I, I regard that and I do as an AD as part of my work and my professional life, really. Even though I've made friends through that. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I kind of keep anything personal is off. That's so when person is on my phone or on the MacBook. Um, so, but the MacBook is kind yeah. of, it's, it's almost a reverse of what a lot of people do. They will, some people will do their work on their MacBook and then their, their iPad is for their Netflix or things like this, but I'd be absolutely the, the opposite of that actually. So, and ugh, um, with, with one caveat, I really don't see myself ever getting a new MacBook ever again. Uh, the only caveat to that would be mm -hmm. possibly if I was to start to trying to learn more coding and go deeper into that um, because Swift UI is very interesting. But um, I'm nowhere near trying to use it yet, but it's very interesting. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's, I think the, the thing about Swift UI is it's going to be good for people who have um, started doing some, you know, some different... Mm -hmm 
some different work with coding that maybe went through app development yeah. with Swift and they're they're maybe now ready to try something new. And that's where, you know, if they've developed the first app and they're maybe looking to to, to push their skills, that's mm. where Swift UI is really going to come in. I I my coding is rusty. Um I can I can code in Swift okay, but I think going sort of deeper deeper into this, my coding is is rusty. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, you know, it's, I, I get everything done yeah. on, on an iPad. I mean, I think everybody knows how much I love iOS and iPadOS and the fact that, you know, I, I, I use it. I, I'm, I'm very much of that same, um, same mindset as you. I practice mm. what I preach. I, you know, if I go, I don't train with my 12.9 inch iPad. I don't go in and deliver training yeah. or work with staff using that one simply because it's, um, it doesn't reflect what yes. they have in front of them. Um, I mean, I know people who have stood up and trained with a 12.9-inch iPad Pro um, and the teachers were sitting with wow. iPad 2s. You know, not yeah. iPad Air 2s, iPad 2s. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, how can you effectively deliver a training session when you're showing someone, even coming down to iMovie has a completely different layout on on uh, on the 12.9-inch compared to what it does on the on the smaller screen iPads, you know, you get more of the... Yeah, and for someone new, we, we can't underestimate a, that that cognitive exactly. load on them to, to take that in. Yeah. Exactly. The minute they look at that and they're kind of, well, that doesn't look like what I have here, I'm lost. I'm not going to get this. Arms are folded yeah. and you've lost them. So, yeah, it's... it's it's Don't underestimate... Um, don't underestimate the power of of the device that you have in front of you when you're actually working with, mm. with staff or pupils. My... My setup is, um, I mean, like I say, I sit and get stuff done with my iPad. So um, I just recently set up mm -hmm. my home office the, the way I like it. So I've got the, um, the LG 4, 4K display that I plug into my 12.9-inch Pro. Um, and I've got the, um, the, the Apple Smart mm -hmm. Keyboard um, that I use. And that's my getting things done at home. But out and about, yeah. I use my 11-inch yeah. just, just connected to the Smart Keyboard. And I, I kind of treat my I, – I know not everyone is like me and has, you know, a pile of iPads sitting at the side. I'm, I know how, how fortunate I am. Um, but I treat my 12.9-inch Pro the same way that someone might treat it. Yes. Like. Yeah. Um, it's the device that yeah. I get it's, things it's, done it's at your, home. It's your and then desktop, about, kind of. It's your iOS desktop. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. That's the best way to think about it. I mean, I made a joke in the WWDC episode that I'd like a 27-inch like um, iPad. Mm -hmm. but, you know, I'm not, I'm not joking about that. I'd love a 27-inch iPad that was just, you know, something that's sitting in front of me that I could actually get my desktop work done on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the dream, isn't it? Just to have your the, your iPad just come in and dock it and everything's there and you pick it up and you go like that. That's Yeah, I've seen the photo of your setup. It is enviable, I have to say. It looks great. It looks really great. You have it looking great. I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm getting there. It's, I think with um, the, the, change in, the change in sort of career path that I'm mm -hmm. doing and moving from, moving from being in the classroom all the time to, you know, being a combination of in-class mm -hmm. work and working with staff, I needed somewhere at home that was going to be a little bit more, um, somewhere that I could actually not be as distracted easily. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's, kind of, that's important for me. I know that I'm someone who can be very, very easily distracted um, <laughs> if I'm sitting with an Apple TV in front of me. I can just quickly put something on and, 
and end up not getting anything done. Yeah. Even if I go to a coffee shop, I, I don't work well. So mm-hmm. having this dedicated space, do you have a dedicated space that you work with or do you just, do you tend to get, I mean, because you've got a young family. Yeah, so it must, yeah. Be, yeah, no, it must no. be difficult for you finding yeah. a quiet spot. It is. And like yourself, I kind of do a lot of my, my work late in the evening as well. No, I'm just sitting at our, at our lovely kitchen table now. So it'll either be, depending on on um, on the work I need to do, it'll either be at the table or on the couch. And um, and then that's the the, the thing. The, my iPad in in the the Logitech uh, keyboard case, and and that's me. And I and then I've my my classroom at school, and I've my my little office, which is about the size of my kitchen table. Uh, my tiny little office <laughs> in in school, but it's great. It's just a great space to be able to go to and work. And if I need to uh, make a few phone calls to parents or to our reseller or anything yeah. like that, it's um, it's great space. But that's it. And I think that's the thing about iOS, isn't it? It's it's the mobility and the the fact that you so can move around. Much. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Right. Well, we are definitely going to have part two of the, the own Hughes conversation. We're actually going to be um, face-to-face in about five weeks. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, can't wait. For, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. We might even, uh, we might even because I, I think the public beta will probably, I'm making a prediction right now, I think public beta is going to drop... Let's see, what are we coming up to? 24th, I think. It'll either be the 1st or 8th of July. Oh, that'll be great. That'll we give will me a, get the... Yeah. Give me a couple of weeks to, to get to, to, to get it downloaded and make sure I've, I have it before we go to Institute. All right, that'll be great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's what we're... I think that's what we're potentially looking at. The, the 1st of the 8th. I'm going to put the 8th down as a prediction. <laughs> Um, and we'll see we'll see how yeah. we get on Owen it has been an absolute pleasure uh, talking to you if people want to connect to you um, more how can they get in touch uh, Twitter would probably be uh, the best um, I'm not really on a, any other platforms um, my handle on Twitter is at underscore ehughes e-h-u-g-h-e-s underscore so at underscore ehughes underscore excellent Thanks very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on. Thanks a million. Yeah, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you. That about does it for this standalone special episode of EduChat, where we look at iPadOS. This episode was recorded back in June before the public beta became available to everyone. So it's quite interesting to see what the perception was versus what we have now. My thanks to Owen Hughes for taking the time out of his schedule to record with me. And if you like this episode, please take the time to like and review in your podcast app of choice. My thanks to Anchor for hosting this podcast, without whom it wouldn't be nearly as easy. You can follow me on Anchor at anchorfm forward slash mcoots81. You can follow me on Twitter at mcoots81, that's C-O-U-T-E-S. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you all next time.